Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We've got you guys bringing us the topics today. It is the voicemail app. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. I've got Jake sitting right next to me. We've got Trevor in California, producer BBD right next to us in the corner. We are coming to you live from the Roosevelt's studios in the Bronx, where we record everything. RSVLTS. Jake's wearing a Surfer Waves one today. Hello. And I think Jake, before we started recording looked at himself in the camera and said, I look great today. And we all agreed. Ooh. You do. Yeah. A different GR word for you my did hair. Ba- your hair looks good now. Different GR You've for got my... got it to the side a little right bit. Right now I've got a little bit of a, you know, graduate assistant, University of Georgia haircut going. Um, oh, your Kirby, dad's a lawyer. Yeah, Kirby Smart, disciple, something like that. But, yeah, hey, guys. Uh, baseball on high. It's happening. We're doing it. Bringing in the voicemails. You guys run the show now. Our our hands are off. The voicemails are coming through producer BBD. I'm I'm doing good, guys. We we had some tech difficulties that tried to tried to bite us off, but Dodgers last night, Houston as good as it gets. We've got the aces rolling today. Oof. Yes. I'm thinking that's going to be a big day mm. as we do the pregame show when you look at the starters and when it but I think it's going to start mix, mixing and matching as you get into the season. Yeah. Or maybe it won't with a 60 game. But today, looking at the matchups and seeing all the aces is so much more fun than yesterday, seeing all like, who the oh. hell is this? Yeah. But how are you doing, Trev? I'm doing great. And, you know, we got some good news on the COVID front in baseball. So far, the Marlins are the only team with positive tests right now, which is a good thing. And it means that the protocols worked in some regard i think that uh, the um, marlins uh i don't know like what's the right word for them they've quarantined themselves and they didn't pass it on so that's good that's a good thing i uh i'm happy i'm happy about that because yesterday we were we were it was grim yeah no it's been good and and i have a topic i'm not sure if i'm just gonna step on a voicemail you did you say anywhere about covid no go go for it it's a weird situation sure. that I feel like I does. I could can it, and maybe that's the smarter move. Mm. Does David Price Uh-oh. look like an idiot with the strip club news? Because David Price came out hard against MLB, saying the protocols didn't actually care about the players. They actually like they all suck. You know, this is why I didn't want to play. It was a very hard tweet from David Price. And if it's true that the Marlins were at a strip club. And that's how well, this all started. We don't know if that's true. We don't and know if the, that's true. And yeah. If it's true, then if, if yes, it's there's true. a little bit of egg on David Price's face. That's fair. Um, but let's let's talk about it. Because in parentheses, we, I, I think it's true. I think it's true. Parentheses. Okay. People have been saying it. When, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. And then I brought <clears throat> something to your guys' attention. I got in my DMs, which is an interesting fact. And I've shared it with who I thought it should be shared with first. Now we can just go ahead and yeah. say it on here, I assume. We might get in trouble. I don't know. Sure. Does it matter anymore? No. Um, I got a DM from a flight attendant that... Um, oh, here we go. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a build-up, people. That's how you do it in the biz. It's time for Trevor's tidbits. He's not going to show you his bits. He's probably taking the shits. It's time for Trevor's tidbits. Okay, what was this DM you got? <laughs> yeah, my DMs are hot. Yeah. Uh, look, I honestly still don't know how to interpret this, but my job is to share baseball information with the fans that listen to our show. That's what I'm going to do because it is – this means a lot to us as a company, to people as fans, because we need people to stay COVID-free to have a season. So I got a DM, and it says, Hi, Trevor. I'm a flight attendant with Delta. Uh, currently working or was working the Marlins Charter until it got canceled. So in case everyone doesn't know, there's always flight attendants. There's a full crew on board. Usually you have the same people throughout the year. Sometimes it's different. I don't know what's going on this year. It could all be different uh, for security reasons, whatever. Uh, I'm with a few pilots, and they saw your tweet about the planes. I'll tell you as long as my name isn't mentioned, which I'm not going to mention the name, uh, that one of the flight attendants that worked on the first flight for the Marlins to Atlanta tested positive after she landed. To or from? To Atlanta. Okay. Tested positive after she landed. Delta pulled the whole crew, and then I was supposed to work both charters home to Miami and then to the Baltimore series. So allegedly, if this is true, and allegedly, you know, if this person's giving you real insight, that would tell us they got it in Miami and then took it to Atlanta or they got it from the flight attendant either or. it seems I'm reading it as the flight attendant had COVID or I, I don't know that's what I'm saying I don't know how to interpret yeah. this but it, it, what I'm what I'm saying in my mind right now is that a flight attendant had it on the plane obviously you're in close quarters on the plane on the way to Atlanta a couple guys got it it spreads very easily um, maybe that's what happened yeah yeah. And that's the that's the problem with the non-bubble world is that you are going to be coming in contact with people that aren't being checked as much as you are. I, I assume the flight attendants and the pilots are getting checked frequently, but not up to the standards that the players are. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that bursts this whole thing is if we start seeing more and more of this, outsiders coming into contact, and then an outbreak happens. Yeah. So I don't think that's been shared anywhere. Talking baseball. It's a drop. We got it's it. It's a drop. Tidbits. All right. There yeah, you, we'll, there you have it. We'll see. I mean. Everything else is going good. You know, if. Phillies test came back, they're good. Everything else around the league. Hopefully, again, this was the positive. And MLB pivoted kind of well. Hopefully this was the positive spin that, you know, this can be a wake-up call for baseball. That, like, hey, take this seriously. Don't be like the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> Should that be a shirt? Don't be like the Marlins. I mean, that can apply a, a lot of different yeah, times. Right? Yeah. All right, let's get straight into the voicemails. I believe this is Quentin, who's in the chat. He's a patron. Here we go. He's also an Astro fan. One of the Astros fans that messes around and hangs out with us and supports Appreciate us. Thanks. That. Hey, y'all. Quentin from um, uh, Houston here. I uh, just want to talk about, really quick, the fucking nightmare that is our bullpen. Uh, it's like all fucking rookies, and uh, it has me terrified. 
And uh, other than that, you know, just a tough night for us at at or for us Astros fans. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Bye. The Astros bullpen. I mean, it's a lot of rookies. Josh Reddick's wife just called him out. If I may. Wow. They showed a graphic on the screen that if Jakey on the gummies taking pictures of graphics, you know it's important. Listen to these guys who are currently in Houston's bullpen. And yes, there's 30-man rosters, so there's a lot of guys on teams you're not familiar with. But there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Cy Sneed, Brian Abreu, Anoli Paredes, he pitched last night, Blake Taylor, Brandon Bailey, Brandon Belak, Christian Javier, who I think's getting the opener start today, Andre Scrub, he was in the game, he actually looked good, and Nivaldo Rodriguez. Nine guys coming out of their bullpen that are just like, yo. And when you start mixing that with the Verlander news and you start looking at the depth of their staff... They, this team still lost Garrett Cole. like, And and that was kind of one of my cheeky lines that I was sending at Astros fans this year. You know, you can look at the Astros and you can see Verlander and you can see Grinky, and yes, they're studs. You can also see that they're anchored by two 37-year-old pitchers and their bullpen also lost Will Harris and lost some dudes. So right now, the Astros pitching, I think, is a fair concern. Chandler Rome tweeted... Roberto Osuna is the only healthy player. Did you just say this? I was digging up this tweet by uh, Reddick. So, Mm-mm. Roberto Osuna is the only healthy pitcher in the Astros bullpen with more than one year of Major League service time. So, Quinton's press, right. Press these, press these injured right now, but he's he's there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jet Reddick. Davinsky's hurt, yeah. Mrs. Reddick tweeted, Congrats to all the Dodgers fans running their mouth on Twitter. Your team beat minor league pitching last night. And then she deleted the tweet because I'm I'm guessing her husband was probably like, "Hey, you're kind of talking shit about my I teammates." I work with those guys. Those are like, I'm in a clubhouse with them. Please don't shit talk my teammates. <laughs> Ideally, that's yeah. There was probably a stern talking to, <laughs> if I had to imagine, as he puffed the cigarette. But yeah, scary. Yeah. So I don't know. You can find arms in the bullpen. I'll give you that spin zone. Like, you know, someone can break out. Always, There's always a handful of guys who establish themselves. Absolutely. I mean, bullpen arms have a short shelf life anyway. You, you need to constantly refill your bullpen with guys from your farm system. You know, for them, they haven't had any high draft picks in a long time because they've been so good. Um, but usually in an organization like that, you'd see guys come up with a little bit of something, something They have the Astros effect on them. I wouldn't be too worried. Like let's let, let's, let's let this play out a little bit and see if one or two of these guys does establish themselves. Then we won't be talking about it like this. Yeah. Oh, well. And the, the Astros just traded for Hector Velasquez. Really? Uh, BBD has told. Didn't they pick up Fernando Rodney too? Yeah. And they just signed Rodney. So they, they're going to try and. Yeah. They know they need help, so that's that's positive if you're an Astros fan. Yes, it's not flashy names as of now, but they're trying. Uh, Trevor, a little something attached to that. Had Did you ever have a situation, and if you want to leave names out of it, but did you ever have a situation with significant others either doing anything through social media or 
it, something else that might have affected the clubhouse. Yeah. Didn't like Giselle once say like uh, she called out Edelman for not yeah. catching it or was it Welker? I forget. Something like that. Yeah, that was like a thing. Is that a thing? Does that happen? You want to call? You want? You want to uh, dish it's out? It's a some... thing. I mean, with social media around, it's a thing. But right. I mean, I never had any experiences. Olivia is very. She understands what's going on, so she never had done anything. And I, I, I'm, I'm not remembering anything off the top of my head, like where someone tweeted something and it was like, "What's, what's mm. going on?" But it happens, and we saw it happen last year with, um, or two years ago maybe with uh, Elizabeth Swarzak and G. Lido and Tim Anderson's wife going back and forth on IG. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I missed that one. Yeah, happened a couple either last year or two years ago. I mean, I think stuff like this happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, people have opinions and they post them online. They're there for usually forever. Yeah, usually. Yeah. All right. Um, next voicemail is uh, a Braves fan who called in about Fulty, and I read some reactions to it and then giving their insight. And there's a little more, I think, to the story. So let's listen to the voicemail. I don't. I haven't heard it yet. Hey guys, so I just wanted to give my opinion on the Fulton Evich BSA from a Braves fan's point of view. So when I heard it happen, I wasn't surprised at all. Fulton's thing for his whole career has been he's been a stuff guy, you know, mid to upper 90s fastball, nasty slider, but it's always been consistency with his issue. If you look at his numbers, other than 2018, he hasn't had an ERA under 4-3, and he hasn't had an ERA plus over 101. So once we saw in a tune-up game in the exhibitions versus the Marlins, his velocity was down. And then against Tampa, he was 89 to 91, which is just now he doesn't even have the stuff. And the reason we can't wait is because Hamels will come back eventually, and we have five pitchers in our top ten prospects, all of them with 2020 ETAs. So I like the move. I wish Fulty the best, but I wasn't exactly shocked. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the call. Whenever you can add more knowledge to the show, we appreciate it. Like we say, we don't know the ins and outs of the Braves situation. And I read a bunch of people that commented and said, like, Fulty's been sent down before. Like, Fulty yeah. gets in trouble. He, he doesn't have it there. And, like, you know, he had that one really good season. But it's still weird to DFA him. And that still makes me think that what I was thinking is true, where they went to him and said, like, hey, we need to DL you or we need to put you in the service pool. Like, you need to figure out what's going on. Because they have two years of service time. You don't just want to lose a guy like that for nothing. And he must have been refusing, in my opinion, allegedly, my thought process, he must have refused that notion that he couldn't figure it out on the mound every fifth day. And they were like, well, you're not going to do that. So either do this or Makes a lot of sense. That's that's still what I think happened. Because, like, you know, if it's a regular season, they probably just send him down, right? Every once in a while we get a player like this, and we've kind of run into it a few times um, that we've been doing these shows where it's like a guy like Fulty, we've all, like, if you just said his name, like, yeah, he's a good pitcher, man. Like, starter for the Braves. like if you, But then as this guy points out in the voicemail, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he's had one good year. He's had one good year, and a lot of times you just hang your hat on that and say, look, like this guy's done it. He can do it again. And maybe the Braves have just seen, hey, like without the velo, and we don't know what's going on, yeah, like we need to figure something out. Um, we've seen the same thing with numbers with a guy like Trevor Bauer. I was surprised to see his numbers. You know, he's had one – was it one good year, two good years? But hasn't yeah, been but as consistent <laughs> as I have given him credit for. 
Same thing with Dansby Swanson. Like we're, you know, you, you see those guys and yeah, like, like we said about Dansby, like we said about Bauer, it's like, it's, it, you put up or shut up and Dansby and Bauer have done it so far this year. Fulte came out really with a tough start and in the 60 game season, there's just no time for that. Yeah. There's no time and for I, them to figure it out on, on the mound. Bauer, I think that's a little bit of an outlier. He's clearly shown he's got a different type of personality, so he's had to find it a little bit. Over the, over the past three or four years, he's he's proven to be pretty solid. Um, I think the faulty thing is interesting because I don't think – they can't send him down. I think he's out of options. That's why they had to DFA him. Um, well, there's no send down. Well, yeah, there is. I mean, the Yankees are sending guys up and down. Um. I think he's out of options. He's been around in the big leagues for a while, so that's why they had to DFA him. Um, and I, I think the bigger thing that does stand out and stands to your point of he wasn't being cooperative is that think about the dudes we just named in the Astros' bullpen. Like, there is a need for Mike Fultonevich, and maybe the Braves are really digging deep and saying, hey, we want this 60-game season, we got to win titles – that they DFA'd him, and I still think they're going to get something trade-wise. Um, anything, even if it's a player to be named later, just just because, again, listen to the guys we said in the Astros bullpen. Um, but, yeah, it, it makes you wonder where his headspace is at because I'm, I, I'd am i like to think there's a guy at the end of the Braves pen that they could have sent down and put Fulty just exactly. in the pen. So. It had to be more than that. Like, it's something going on. I don't know. Weird. But like also like if he's like, hey, I, I can pitch through this, I'm fine, and he believes in himself, like I'm not faulting him for not being cooperative or whatever. Like if someone picks him up and they put him in the f- fifth man and he's good, then good for him. And I mean it would be pretty big egg on the Braves face if he finds that heater again. Yeah. He was out of options, yeah. Hey, go to Houston, get that pine tar. Yeah, right. Next. Hey, what up here? Andy Pants, Gainesville, Florida. Wondering if uh, Trevor Plouffe got the call from the Marlins yet. Let me know. Any answer? Any rumors? Guys, I was horrible at baseball. No. Two Start years over. ago. Start I've over. I've gotten worse since then. I know it's kind of a joke question. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like I said <laughs> the other day, you couldn't pay me enough money to go play right now. Someone called you out in the comments that said someone could pay you enough money. What's your number? 10 mil? What's the number? One I year, guess 10 I mil? shouldn't say they couldn't pay me enough money. Yeah. They wouldn't pay me enough they money. Won't they pay won't pay you. <laughs> they will not How about that? They could pay me. I don't know what my number would be, but I know no team is going to give me the number that I need to go out there and play. So I'm out. What's, your, what's your number at? Would you do uh, it for free just, just for the story? Like most people I would say no. – like, if I could do it for a day. We got a lot going on. Yeah, I kind of can't step away from the day-to-day here. But if you think about it, the content that would come of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a day, a day, one-day contract for the minimum. If I could get a weekend. So, like, 15 grand? I could pay talk, for it? <laughs> I could talk into, like, a three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday for 10 grand. Yeah. Exposure. Yeah. No, we don't trade in exposure. Yeah. Not. I. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, clearly, it's not going to happen. I'm not not good enough, and like I said, not. All right. Well, you know who may be good enough to make the playoffs? The next voicemail. 
What's up, guys? Just wanted to ask you about your updated opinions about the San Diego Padres. I think if they can keep hitting on all cylinders with Will Myers and uh, Eric Hosmer's lineup, they're pretty much shooing for the playoffs if the pitching can handle <laughs> some some more intense competition. What do you guys think? I need to know where this caller's head was at before the season starts. Yeah. If, if he started at, like, I think we can get – you know, once they announced expanded playoffs, if he was like, I think we can get the wild card, and now he's jumped from that to shoo-in, that's cool. But if if he started out like, hey, let's just have a fun year and develop, and now he's shoo-in, it's pretty quick to go shoo-in. I was going to say, like, that left pedal, that's the break. Let's pump it. Pump mm. it a few times there. You know, they look good. But like he said, they're firing on all cylinders. Obviously, that doesn't last. And if you're if you're a Padres fan, let's think about it this way. You're running hot coming into this season. Trev Trev had the over. He was buying into the pods just a little bit, 31. Um, and they beat the Diamondbacks, who is the team that they thought was probably their competition for the two-hole. So they're coming in hot. Uh, so a double pat in the background for you guys. Trev, you you were early in here on, on the Padres love. Jim, their bullpen nasty. Yes. Even their their ancillary Well, they added Pomerantz and Pagan. Their ancillary pieces outside of the main dudes are young guys with nasty stuff. So those guys were shoving the other day. Pagan so kind of if you up. get one or two of those guys to click with hand with drewpom.com with Pagan. I mean, now you have like you can hand. start He's not there anymore. He's not there. Isn't he with uh the Indians? Who am I Who am I thinking about? Kirby Yates, excuse okay. me. All right. Small last names. Yates, excuse me. Um, but they can start doing like five, six inning games. And you you start staying in games longer when you have those arms. So they, uh, they're they feeling good. And Peter Gammons tweeted it today. Story of baseball last night. Drew Pomeranz in his great start. Not that Dodgers-Houston thing. Drew Pom. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Hosmer's going to stay at a 500 batting average. Well... And I don't think Austin Hedges is going to stay at a zero. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Austin. Um, no, I mean, it's it's fun. They're doing a lot of fun stuff. It's really the Tatish show, though. And this Someone someone told me that Will Myers wears a toupee. Rumors. That's I never heard that. Rumor mill. But if there's one team that benefited the most from two teams from each division getting in, it might be the Padres. Yeah, if they can get that wild card, it, it's. I'm still very interested to see how that plays out because if the East, you know, the East has a bunch of teams that are better than the Padres, IMO. I'm not saying the wild card. Top two teams from each division get in. Yeah, okay. Well, Jake's Rocks would have to really. Chase Tingler, 4 and 1 as manager. The Ting Daddy, man. I had a lot of uh, experience with him. Definitely a fan of old Jace's. Early manager of the year candidate? This is the DM I got. Okay. Please do a breakdown on Will Myers' toupee. It's so bad. You would think that with a big contract extension, he could afford a better one. And it's from someone we know. Damn. Who's a female, which my sexist brain says they know hair better than I do. Sure. So sexist. it's pretty. Let's see. Yeah, I said. I opened. Yeah. Sexist brain. Guys, um, no, know what else makes you feel cocky as a Padres fan? How about their first time through the rotation? Paddock, six innings, zero earned runs. Zach Davies, five innings, two. 
Denelson Lamette, five innings, one. Garrett Richards, five innings, zero. When you're getting that kind of performance from your starters, almost any team is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Paddock goes again. Let's see if they can keep it up. Uh, I'm interested to see if they can do this. Like we said last year, the Mariners started like 15-4, and four, and they balanced out really quick. I think this Padres team's better than that Mariners team last year. I'm just saying it's five games. Do I think that they look much better than I anticipated? Yes. But like Trev pointed out, the caller said firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And a true test is can you win games when you're firing on maybe two out of six cylinders? Mm. I, I will say this, and I don't think any of us gave enough credit to a guy like Garrett Richards coming over. Like when he's pitching, he's been really, really good. His health has been like so I've, bad. I've faced him, and he's a guy you never – like you, when you go up there, you're throwing these – they look like cutter splitter things. That's his fastball. Like it moves and it's heavy, and usually when you throw a cutter, it's not heavy, but his is. Um, he's got the stuff, and if you look at his numbers throughout his career, they've been good. He's got to stay healthy. If he's healthy yeah, now, that's a steal for them. Lamette's start was pretty cool for them. I mean, he had eight eight Ks in five he's, innings. He's get he gets the punchies. Yeah, cool. All right, Good next voicemail. Padres. A little Padres talk. I like the voicemail episode. We're we're, we're learning. We're talking. Bringing storylines. Go look up Garrett Richards' lo- uh, stats. Sorry. All right, we will. Okay. What's up, guys? This is Michael from Cincinnati. Big fan. Uh, my Reds are not doing too well so far. They one in five dropped the series to the Tigers. Lost a couple games to the Cubs. Our aces have been aces. Uh, Finding Gray, Castillo, Bauer have locked it down, although our bullpen has has kind of blown it in most of these games. Um, so that being said, what are your updated thoughts on, on the Reds in this NL Central race? Currently, the Cubs are the only team above 500. Uh, do you think it's going to stay that way, or do you think Reds and some of these other teams still have a chance to come back? Obviously, it's only five games in, but now that we have some games under our belt, uh, interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks. The Reds, we kind of talked about this on the pregame show today where Amir Garrett tweeted out, like, hey, give us time. And, yeah, it's early. And, you know, it's early. But, man, if there's one division where you don't really have that much time, it's that one. You know, when they expanded to two spots in the, in the playoffs for each division, you kind of see, okay, it's probably Houston A's. Uh, it's probably Twins, Indians. It's probably Yankees, Rays. It's probably Dodgers, and then we don't know. You can't even pick two in the in the Central over there. Yeah. So the, it's probably I don't even know the first one. Can't pick three. Yeah. So if there's one division where hey you can't fall too bar, far behind, like you got to stay pretty even. So I don't think it's too late. It's obviously very very early. Well, let's 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 win uh, two out of the next three, three out of the next four, two out of the next four minimum. If there was a line right now that gave you live odds on a Cincinnati playoff berth, I would go take it. Their starting yeah. pitching has been great, and it's I'll so rely good. on that throughout the year. And they'll they're they're missing one of their key players, as we talked about. Mustakas has been on the shelf for the last couple of days. Bullpen's kind of blown some games. You don't expect that to happen throughout the year. I would go ahead and say that I'm still counting on them taking up one of those two spots. They're also missing Eugenio, basically. He hasn't started hitting he hasn't at started all. I, yeah, I am on the Reds' bandwagon still. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing. Bauer and Castillo, I mean both six innings pitch Bauer with double great. digit K's. I mean, you're excited about that. Sonny Gray has passed 34 starts, less than six hits. That's silly. And yeah, it's early and it sucks that you have to talk this way, but again, Lorenzen kind of blows a couple for you and we'd be sitting here saying, you know, the Reds are 3 and 3 and they look solid and we'd be like you know, hey, those red starters have figured it out. Get excited for them. So you do have to be a little patient. But again, like, you let a couple games slip away. You're playing the Cubs right now. They can win a baseball game any given day. And if that turns to a 1-6, and six, a 1-7, and seven, I mean, things get loud really quickly. What's our math this year? 2.7? 2.7. 2. So if Dude. you do 7 times 2.7, I think that's... Do it, do it, like, do it, do I, it. I think that's the 19 number. I think 18.9. So, so that would be the equivalent of starting <laughs> 3 and 19. Yeah. So don't get to 1 and 7. Ooh, that'd be bad. Lorenzen's been bad. I don't know if you guys know. Like, I don't know if you really know well, how bad he's been. <clears throat> you know well, why? What? Too Vans. flashy? Van Sues? Put your cleats on, dude. Mm. Like, I get it. Like, you had a good idea. Everyone in the history of baseball that's from California has thought about doing that before. He actually did it because you're allowed to do whatever you want now. Put your cleats on. Clint Fraser does that for the Yankees, too. Mm. And he's in AAA. Put your cleats on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, but, like, you know win probability added for pitchers or for players? <laughs> he's negative on all three yeah. appearances right now. Like, well, when he comes into the game for the Reds so far. Good. He came in. It's bad. Let's like, let, let's think about but, this a little bit. But but here's my thing to the Reds fans. Like, it's for me that's such a good spin zone. If it wasn't for Lorenzen, we'd be fucking yeah. this and this. So one guy just fix him. He's he's entered the game ahead one, blew it. Entered the game tied in the ninth, blew it. Entered the game down three, left down five. He's he's been bad. Let's so just ab- fix him. Let's think about the guys that wear bad cleats. Or, like, different mm. cleats. We have Lorenzen with the Vans. D- hasn't been good. Not great. Clint Frazier, he puts spikes on all, like, the cool Jordans, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, he has, like, custom guy doing for him. Maybe not his fault, but he's not He's not in the big leagues right now. Certainly not in the league. Clayton Kershaw wears Skechers with Ooh. cleats on him. Yeah. Got to hurt back. Let's just wear regular shoes meant for baseball, guys. That's my, see, that's see, my opinion. See, I have a Bleacher Report article ranking the coolest cleats of Major League Baseball. Mm. Bryce Harper, golden cleats. It was all-star game. He has game, his own count. cleat line. Like yeah. he, Those are baseball cleats. Rick Does, and Keel. Haven't people been sweating Mookie's spikes? Doesn't he have a nice Dodger no, spike going? They're Jordan. So all the Jordan right. brand guys have gotten like the Jordan ones, but they're, they're meant for baseball. Like they're actually Hope baseball my, cleats. They're not like Strasburg is on this list, which I don't get. Hope my street cred just went up by me saying sweating. I don't know if the kids knew I knew that term. Um, three of your four losses in Cincinnati are from the bullpen. How about that? Yeah, I'm on Cincinnati still. Yeah, me too. I the, the starting well pitching is really good, really good. All right, we got to keep rolling. Here we go. We're going to the Blue Jays. Hey, gentlemen, it's Josh from Canada. No shocker, I am a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo have had a pretty good start. They're 3-2. and two. They really could be 5-0. and oh. Their bullpen has come to disappoint me for the last couple of years and right now. With Giles down and then being 3-2, and two, do you see anybody that they could acquire? It's kind of a weird season for it. 
But um, I love what the starting pitching's done early, and the lineup's been pretty good. Obviously, top-heavy with home runs. But I want to see them make a little bit of a push, with, especially with teams going down for COVID. Love what you guys do. Uh, hopefully, give me some love to those baby Jays. Take care, boys. You want to see know. the hype? You want to see the hype train getting going in Toronto? I mean, we're recording this before the big boy throws today. Nate Pearson, Pearson his yeah. first MLB start. If he shoves and outduels Strasburg, or excuse me, Scherzer, then you're going to hear Blue Jay fans get loud. And this shows how dumb the young season is. The Blue Jays are three and two. You know, baby Jays. They're hitting the ball around the yard. Sure, um, they lost that one run game. To Tampa that they should have won If the baby Jays Were 4-1 and one right now We'd be having a much more Amplified conference Yeah they look good They look really good And it's one game So yeah. that shows how early it is in the year I'll say this Baseball reference 50, 59% shot of the Blue Jays Making the postseason Wow Wild card team yeah. But that's what we kind of did On Sharp Stats the other day Which is an analytical pod We have for the Yankees Is Everyone's started at 30%, every single team. Well, and I think what's probably helped them or, out is or Boston. 26 of them, I forget what Boston looking like pure dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. The one, win, the one loss in Tampa Bay, I mean, it was, we talked about it on the recap. It was like, you know, they were a centimeter away. And then they scored in extras, and then, yeah, it didn't happen. So, they look good. Their starting has looked good. I mean, his question was, are there bullpen arms that they can pick up? And, like, with the Astros, they just picked up two guys. But develop guys, bring up guys in the back. I, I, I do not know about the independent league and the AAA bullpen situation of what arms are available. And I think everyone's just taking a stab in the dark. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's not. it's not like a normal year where we're seeing a bunch of guys getting designated because of the larger player pools. You're either just keeping that guy on the roster or, you know, he's just going to be part of your pool. Like, you need to have players, you know. So, I don't know who's just out there ready to go. But, yeah, yeah. Pearson could make a big difference in them. And I'm, I'm kind of, like, loving, like, the Baby Jays thing because I remember the Baby Bombers in 2017. Mm, fun. Qu- quickly turned into the, you know, the big boys. And I think yeah. that we might be seeing the same thing in, in Toronto. And Do that's scary know- for you guys. Do you know who one of the best Blue Jays relievers been? Who's that? AJ Cole. Mm, Cole my guy. My guy. Um, I've got a little bit of a take for you guys. Give it to us. What if I told you there's two really well-run franchises that have pitching depth in a year where a lot of teams, like we've just had a couple callers looking for a little extra pitching. Dodgers and the Rays. They've got guys that they're not really using. Like, I, th- I think Tony Gonsolin, didn't he not even make the 30-man? And he had a respectable year last year, if not good. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one of those teams try to, like, take advantage of this a little bit. If you're, you know, if the Blue Jays need an arm and they could flip Gonsolin for a decent prospect, I don't know. I'm just saying watch out for I don't that. think they get anything for, yeah, like, not one Gonsolin. Those two teams saying. are in. Those two teams are in the practice of hoarding assets. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They could turn a Tony Gonsolin that maybe not a big asset for them into a bigger asset for the future, and just keep feeding the pipeline. I I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Good take, Jake. Thank you. 
Who yeah, they, I think who, who I don't are think they're going to get I don't think they're going to get anything worthwhile yeah. in return. The Jays are the Jays now are in the process of hoarding assets as well because they know that like, this year is really not their year. Next year is probably the start of where they really want to start competing, and then the next year after that will go. So I don't think they're just going to be they're not going to give away any of like their guy guys for this year. So if yeah. you're a Toronto fan, just watch the games for like the young offense and then Nate Pearson come watch just like enjoy their baby seasons. Oh, yeah. If Nate Pearson shoves today. You're not going to win the World Series this loud. year. Okay? Like yeah, just stop, you know. Just stop. Well, okay. Whoa. I'm just saying. That's how you have to approach this if you're a Blue Jays fan. You're not going to win the World Series. Okay? Jeez. Just Bro, do you know how it. the Nats started last year? Toronto in Canada love me because my last name is Plouffe. It's a very common name up in Canada, so I'm a, I'm a frequent guest on all the radio shows up there. there they know what I'm saying. Just all right, well, I'll jump on it. the train with you, Trev, and I'll give the Blue Jays some bad news. You're not going to be able to use A.J. Cole in three-run and tie-run tied games later in the inning, later in the game for much longer. He's, he's, he's three for three. They brought him in a tie. They brought him in a three-run game, a little close game. Maybe he went to driveline or something. Sleep apnea? <laughs> Sleep apnea team. Next voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Sam, and I'm calling to ask Trev a question. That is, if you were on a team going into this season, like you went through spring training and everything, would you have played this season, or would you have been one of the players who opted out? Um, that's the my question. Uh, side note: I am tied with Jake and Trev in the Homer draft. We all got <laughs> to a piece, so wow. that's Keep huge. Good, to that good job by Sam. All right, take care. Bye, Trev. Would you have opted out? I think I answered this on a previous pod that we did. It, it just it would depend on when we're talking. Like if we're talking, me kind of trying to hold on and be on some roster towards the end of my career. No, I would have left. I would have went home. But if I'm in my days where I'm trying to make some money and I know that I'm in my window of opportunity and I have a starting job somewhere, like you got to play. You got to play and just try to be as safe as you can for your family. Um, so I think that's a lot. That's a lot of the decision making is where I'm at in my career. That's the best answer I can give. It's the most honest answer I can give. Like if I was towards the end of my career, I was making league minimum uh, fighting for just a spot to be there, like on the travel squad, and I probably wouldn't do it. I'd probably just come home. Yeah, I can't answer it. Never, never, never been given the the chance to opt out. Have to see the contract. All right, we're going to Tim from Minnesota. Uh oh. Hey guys, my name's Tim. I live in Minnesota. I'm a Cubs fan. Um, after watching Kimbrel's meltdown the other night. Mm. Um, I think the thing on every Cubs fan's mind is where do we go from here? We've had such an unreliable bullpen for so long that when we signed Kimbrell and shelled out the big bucks for him, I thought we might be turning the corner, but it's been abysmal since then. So thanks, guys. Love the show. For those not aware that haven't been keeping up, Kimbrell came in in a game that was a three-run game. It was really 7-1, to but by the time he came in, it was a three-run game, eight to five. He walked Castellanos. Then there's a wild pitch. Then gets a ground out. Then another walk. Then there's a stolen base. Then there's a walk. And there's a hit by pitch. Then there's a walk. The hit by pitch and the walk both both scored runs. 
And, I mean, the last time he walked four guys in a single appearance, you have to go back to August 9th of 2016. Just uh, one of the worst outings. So either that outing is so bad it's an uh, anomaly and they'll bounce back fine. You know, the next two outings really are going to let you know if you got to zoom in or zoom out on that performance. Yeah, I mean, I think every team will say they need bullpen help. I don't even care if you're the Twins or you're the Yankees or you're the Padres. Like, you're always welcoming more bullpen help. Cubs, I'm looking at the roster, and I don't I don't know. I, there are some guys that maybe I don't know about that are strong candidates to kind of, like, maybe pick up the slack and help lead the, the bullpen. But it's it, for me, it's, it's fixed Kimbrel or it ain't going to happen for you. There's not just guys lying around that you can just go and say, here, let's plug them in. You know, Jeffers, like, I think it's Jeffress. I always say Jeffers. Jeffers. Jeffers is a cool name. Jeffers is cool. Jeffers could be, he could be a guy. Like, he's got this stuff to do it. He's done it before. So you kind of have him there. Um, but, yeah, they got to figure out a way to get Craig right. That'd be a huge boost to them. Yeah, I went. I just hopped into last year's game logs because his his numbers last year were pretty rough. He did have a stretch. I mean, uh, seventeen games, July sixth through August 29th. So a real stretch of baseball for a closer, where he had Craig Kimbrell numbers. I mean, fifteen point two innings, twenty two strikeouts, a two three ERA. Um, the bookends of that are pretty bad, and uh, I think if you're a Cubs fan, you're definitely scared. Um, the the performance is so bad that you kind of have to scrap it and say, okay, Craig, like, let's get rid of that and see what you got. The other note, though, is... Was he getting squeezed? I didn't see a lot of the pitches. I did not see either. Mm. Um, on pod, honest. We're an honest pod, unfortunately. Um, what I'll say is, you know, Craig also ran into a little bit. There wasn't a ton of interest in him in free agency because he was asking for a lot of money he was trying to get paid for what he's done, and in free agency, you get paid for what you're expected to do. So the Cubs, they yeah. they ended up they ended up paying him a decent bag, and they were in a tight spot. They needed some help down there, and Kimbrel was a free agent, and he had a draft pick attached to him. They bring in Kimbrel, they give him the money, and I don't know. I mean, his numbers with the Cubs have been big bad. So, um. He just hasn't pitched a lot with the Cubs, you know. Like it's true, twenty-four games, and and you know last year was twenty-one. Where is what am I looking at? Last year was twenty-three. Then obviously one game this year. Um, is he one of the greatest closers of all time? Statistically, everything he's done since his start in Atlanta in twenty ten is special in like all time. So, then let's just pump the brakes. Let's yeah. give him a chance to get right. That's that's kind of how I think. Like until this guy comes out and has a full year of just being horrible. Like let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt because I think if if you look at the numbers, he's earned that. Now I know he's thirty two. Guys age out of that role, but let's let's give him a chance. His first eight years are unreal. Yeah. I'd I'd still want him on my team. Unreal. Put it that way. Just have Hendricks go complete game shut out the whole yeah. time. Chad would look good, and this dude Alec Mills, I don't think he's going to last because he doesn't throw hard at all, but incredibly fun to watch. How was, v- how was uh, his velo? Whose? 
Kimbrel. I will find it for you. Find me that velo. Because, yeah. That's, that's what you look at. If his velo is still there, all it could take is one bullpen session, one flat ground session where he's like, oh, shit. The old David One Price. video session. Like, get the cameras on the guy. You know, get get the get the statistics. Let's let's find out what what's happening. His four seamer uh, averaged at ninety six point two miles per hour in twenty nineteen. It was ninety six point two miles per hour in twenty eighteen. It was ninety seven. In twenty seventeen, it was ninety eight. In twenty sixteen, it was ninety eight. Twenty fifteen, it was ninety eight. So it's down two miles per hour from his prime. That's uh, not Plenty even, in the tank. Yeah, it's, that's not that's not that good. It's enough to do it right if you're doing it right. Um, it is trending downward, and so are you know the some of the strikeout numbers. The K per nine have gone down. So, I, I mean, it's on the watch. And again, I think that ties into him not getting the contract he wanted originally. But Craig Kimbrell can still do it. I mean, think you look at his numbers last year. That was a bad year. He pitched 23 games. He's still. Was at a thirteen point one K per nine. Yeah, it's not. It's bad. elite. That can get it done. Yeah. All right. So like, let's let's give him a chance. Thank you, Tim from Minnesota. Now we have two Philadelphia calls in a row, so I'm going to play them back to back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name's Brett. I just wanted to call in and say I'm a huge fan, especially of you, Trevor Plouffe, big Phillies fan. Loved your time in Philadelphia. Walk off home run was great. But I just had a quick question for you guys. So. Obviously, J.T. Muto is a free agent at the end of the season. Um, would you even think he would want to re-sign with Philadelphia after having to just catch these terrible reliever after terrible reliever? I feel like it's got to be frustrating for him. He said he loves Philadelphia, but at the same time, do you think those terrible relievers and terrible backhand of the starting rotation is going to maybe lead J.T. Muto to leave Philadelphia? Uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. You guys are awesome. Thank you for calling in, and there's one more from Philadelphia. Here we go. What's going on, fellas? Uh, my name's Kenny from Pennsylvania. Jake sucks. Um, yes. Obviously, we all know that. I uh, just want to talk about Phillies. Um, some I've been thinking about, Reese Hoskins. Um, he hasn't really been that great for the Phillies, and we really need starting pitching. Because uh, we've had the same starting pitching for like five years and haven't made the playoffs once. So I've been thinking about trading Reese. He had a 226 average last year. It seems like all he does is really walk or strike out now. Trade him for some starting pitching. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what your, your guys' thoughts would be, but yeah. Uh, take care, guys. Love the show. Appreciate you guys calling in. I'm going to Reese. I got to correct my guy who called in right away. Um, in the three games Reese has played so far, he has a 600 on base percentage. Seven walks, leading baseball. <laughs> leading baseball. He led baseball in 2019 with walks, and he will never have a high batting average because he doesn't care about that at all, and neither should you, our fine friend who called in. Um, he has been statistically above average every single well above season. Average. What's that? Well above average. Every single season, uh, 110 OPS plus, 125 OPS plus, 162 OPS plus. Um, the on-base percentage is 354, 364. I, Reese is pretty good. Uh, if they traded him in the middle of his service time years, 
you'd get you'd probably get a decent return. So maybe it's a thought, but don't discredit him because of his batting average. He doesn't give a shit about those numbers. Clearly, which is fine. I, I love recent. You know what? Like honestly, it's kind of got my head turning. But let's go back because the guy did call me a Phillies legend. Thank you. I know. Yep. Everybody knows it. Okay, but with Reese Hoskins, I don't think it's far fetched to see that. To to say it. Oh, I, I don't think it's far fetched for them to trade anyone for arms. Romulo too. He's if they think he's going to walk. Um, if you want to. Oh get yeah, some that's kind of, that was kind of the first question. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we uh, should attack that one. The real Mudo question is a great one. It sounds like our dude. Um, it's just uh, it's just a reminder that you know Real Mudo wants to go to whatever team is going to pay him the most money because this is his first time. That's it. Being a free agent and he gets one huge, huge payday, probably because he's thirty years old, and he's a catcher in his life, and it is no fault. For him to literally close his eyes, put out his hands, and say, whoever gives me the most money, I'll go there because this is the generational wealth that I've earned for my family and kids and their kids and that. So don't forget that that is the correct move by him. And yes, he may say he loves Philly. He may love Philly. It's his first time being a free agent. He's 30 years old. He's going to be highly touted. He's going to take the biggest bag, and we should celebrate and be happy for him because he earned it. Yes, I think that the only decision on cities would be if there were comparable offers, which might happen because we do know that the owners collude. Yeah, then you go. then Pretty much in the open about that. Then, yes, at that point, he may look for a team that's contending and has pitchers that are good. Yes, but the main thing, like you said, Jim, it's it's give me my money. I've earned it, and like and he's – He's 30. This is it. He wants the most money. Money. Pay JT. Um, Someone's going to pay him. The guy's a stud. It'll be interesting. I think he's going to have a draft pick attached to him. Did they waive that for this year? I'm trying to think when we went through all the crazy rules. I don't know. I think at one point they did. They talked about it. Yeah. At the end, they didn't. Um, You could see the Phillies being the highest bidder either way. Um, And, you know, an interesting caveat, the money is first. The money's one through ten. Uh, 11, uh, his relationship with Girardi might be interesting, uh, having a catcher in the dugout. Um, the Phillies are lined, lined up to be good, at least offensively. Um, you know, Harper's 27. We forget that because we've known him since he was 16. Hoskins, also 27. Uh, so those guys are supposed to be cogs in that lineup for a while. Uh, Real Muto coming back, it, it comes down to the money. Hoskins, man, um, it's interesting. Like you guys said, if the Phillies ever get the right offer for pitching, um, I think they have to be all ears. I think they've got Hoskins penciled in for a while. and Especially with the DH now. Especially with the DH. And he's a, he's a talented dude. I mean, I, and I, I will say this uh, for Philly fans and, and the guy who called in. And like Trevor said about having, you know, Phillies legend Trevor Plouffe. Yes, Jake does suck. Thank you for that. Um, I I don't know. I, I understand the frustration when you have a guy like Hoskins who, you know, you can go a series without him putting a bat on the ball, and that's his approach. And it's, it is a little mental mindfuck you need to get over because if he gets three walks, and know, in theory that's three singles. To commiserate with them, it took Jake and I about 
a full season and a half to get over that approach with Aaron Hicks, who goes up there in key moments and just, you know, he's not trying to swing. And it's very frustrating. And we used to get very frustrated. What do you mean he's not trying to swing? Dude, Hicks has at bats, like, like bases loaded. Hicks leads the league with bases loaded walks. And it's like, cool, man. But if you try to put it in play, maybe two runs will score. And you can just tell he's looking for a walk because he's an on-base percentage guy. And, like, it, it, he leads the league in base loaded walks. So, but it's just very frustrating because it's like a, a swing could be cool too. And I, I think more so what it is that we, we had to learn and I had to learn was a lot of these guys are very specific they're looking for a pitch and a location. You know, there's a lot of guys that it's like 2-0, let's look for that fastball and drive it. These guys are a little more specific. I think the Aaron Hicks and the Reese Hoskins types are saying, like, if it's a fastball low and away, that's where I'm looking and I'm going to drive it hard. So sometimes you'll see a fastball over the middle and you're like, oh, that one looked nice, but if, yeah, if Hick, that's Hicks, not what they're looking Hicks for. Hicks plays very much like a guess hitter. Like, he hunts one pitch. So he'll take well, pitches and stuff. It, so it's frustrating, but it, the results are there. What they do, what you do, especially nowadays with the scouting reports, and I, and I know Reese does this, I don't know about Hicks, but you'll go and you'll say, let's look at this guy's arsenal. He's got a two-seamer, a four-seamer, a slider, and a curveball. Okay, out of those pitches, what's the one that, get hit, that gets hit the hardest? And in what location? What has the highest slugging percentage? And you start to go over those. And you can pick two or three of those, and that's what you look for. Okay, well, his fastball, um, fastball away, middle of the zone, gets slugged, you know, at like a 700 clip. There, start there. Uh, if you see a slider, you know, this is where it gets slugged, this is where it doesn't get slugged. You start to set your tunnels up where these guys want the pitches. And Reese has really bought into that type of mentality. Yeah. So he is, he's looking for it, but it's not a, it's, it's, it's an educated plan to go up there. And it's, yeah, it's sometimes he's going to get a pitch that's looks like it's right down the middle or he should be swinging that, but he's not looking for it. Yeah. So exactly. Um, I, I heard a guy, a player, I forget who this was, drop that in a interview somewhere. And he just said like, yeah, we took a look at the percentages and like to anyone that doesn't know the full, what that means. It's what Trevor just explained to everyone. But that was the first time I heard it like, you know, if you're a beat reporter, like, what do you mean you looked at the percentages? It's kind of like a new thing, but that was just the quick, like, s- scouting report and stuff. Like, and Trev, you always say, give me 60% or more. In 2-1 in ca- counts, what is he throwing? Uh, one pitch, 60% or more? I'll swing it at it then. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. We got one more voicemail. Here it is. What's up, guys? Scott here. First-time caller, long-time listener, calling you from Lansdale, PA. Before I ask my question, just want to say I have a lot of comments you guys. I include DVD, group in Connecticut, the Yankees fan, obviously. And like DVD, I want, uh, I went to her sinus college, so go Bears and John Boy, Myron history, Civil War is my jam. Exciting things, I'm moving back to Connecticut and I'll be super close to NYC, so looking forward to meeting you in a post-COVID world. Okay, so my question is for Trevor. I know you said you wouldn't want to play this year, even though you got paid Buku bucks and all that, but just in baseball terms, about the factors of COVID and making everything weird baseball season, what team would you have liked to play for this year? Would you want to go to a team with World Series aspirations, bet of a young squad, team that just has a lot of fun, or would you prefer to be with the team you've played with before or is in Southern California? What do you think? Thanks, guys. Okay. 
let me uh you guys answer the question like he asked it to you because i gotta go close this i got my guy here and he's gonna be making a lot of noise so you guys go first i'll be right back yeah i'd like to be um i don't want to be a star player okay and i don't want to start every game okay and that's an earnest answer yeah you know backup uh, bullpen catchers probably my jam Right. You get to make some jokes. You get to hang out. You get to be part of the gossip in the pen. So you're not on the team here. You know, very envious. I'd like you on the team. Uh, I'd like you on the I'm team. I'm going like that. I think that would help. Okay, backup. Backup catcher. Yeah. Uh, I'm just finding my position first, then we'll find We're the still team. on positions. Uh, okay. Jake talked me out of bullpen catcher into backup catcher. We want to get him on the team. Because I wanted yeah. to be bullpen catcher. I think, that I think that's an awesome job. Yeah. Uh, backup catcher, and then, I mean, Put me on a contender. Like, okay. give me the Eric Kratz role. Okay. Quadruple A catcher on the taxi squad gets to hang out a bunch. No pressure until the until there's all the pressure. That's what I want. Big first pitch swinger, old Kratzy. So you have to go up there and just try to swing. Have Sounds I, fun. Have I, have I ever told you his home run, his book, Trev? Uh-uh. Dude, Kratzy's book is so impressive. Because he just hunts fastballs. I'll bring it up. Jake, you give your answer. Go get his book. I've played against Kratz for, I don't know, my entire career, minor leagues everybody and big has. leagues. And everybody knows Kratzy is going to be ready for his pitch because he's coming out of his shoes. That's what he's done his entire career. It's Listen, hilarious. All right, so A.J. Burnett, back in the day when A.J. Burnett was was great. Uh, Kimbrell, pretty good. Uh, there's a lot here. Chapman, he got Chapman. He got wow. John Lackey. He got Tehran. He got David Price. He got Cliff Lee. He got Bumgarner. He got James Shields. He got Jose Quintana. He got Rourke. That's not so. Those are the big ones. There's others on here, but like some cool names. Yes, it's been around for a long time, man. Mike Leake. That's not as impressive as the other. Dan Heron. Sure. There's some good names on this. He's got a nice book. I mean, I'm mine's. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm clearly in a Gerardo Parra role. Um, a lot of energy for the team. Ronald Torres. Some some good defense. I'm I'm making some really good defensive plays in the outfield. You're not getting much with the stick, and and that's honest. The only alternative I'd say, which would be cool and like is the complete opposite of my body and style, would be just a wild card reliever. Like, just pump a hunch, don't really know where it's going, can't trust me at all. I don't even know if I have another pitch. Why don't you be a bullpen knuckleballer? I don't even know if I have The first pitch. female bullpen knuckleballer? That'd be cool. Yeah. Trev, what do you want? I've been thinking about it since, since I got the question and BBD kind of queued it up to me before the episode even started. Ooh, inside source. It's tough, man. Like... A lot of me says, dude, go play for the Dodgers and go win a World Series championship for a team that hasn't won one since 88. Be a hero in your city and, you know, do that. But I think that's kind of like the easy answer for me. So, I, you know, I like the young dudes. Everybody knows that. I think I'd go to the Padres. Mm. They're hot right now. They, I think it's a lot of young guys. Maybe they need a veteran presence in the clubhouse. I could just kind of show. I could DH every once in a yeah. while. Living in San Diego, the weather's good. I still get to come home and play in L.A. I, I'm familiar with the brown and yellow jersey color scheme. That was mine in high school. I think, I think I'd start there. I, re- my, I really like that for you, Trevor. Yeah, I think I could fit in really well. Yeah, man. You Osborne and I go way back. Like we're. 
You think yeah. Jace would be intimidated by you? Jace and I go way back. Uh, Jace brought me on. He's the one that brought me to the Rangers organization. So I spent a lot of time talking to him. He probably doesn't like me because I asked for my release very quickly. Sure. Uh, but we do. We go back, way back. So I think Padres would be a great fit for me. You and Hosmer, maybe you copy each other's facial hair at one point. You're you're laughing it up with Tatis and Manny, and then you're connecting it with the other guys. It's really that really is a good fit. It for suits you. me. Yeah, I, I'm like a Mi- I have a lot of friends Man. in Miami who know Manny. Did I say Manny? Friends in Manny that know Manny. Friends yeah. in Miami. What do you think Manny. about uh, Manny's facial hair? I haven't even seen it. Do I have to um, go look at that right now? I tweeted it out, and it was a mean. I mean, tweet, but I said like it, you know he put a, he paid a lot of attention to craft three different patches of facial hair that all look bad. <laughs> he's got the Joe Dirt mutton chops like that come to a point like a, and then he's got the little French Pierre uh, mustache, mm-hmm. the little pencil mustache on the top lip. Then he's got just the chin hair like uh, the junior in high school. That's all he can grow, and it's like three different looks. All coming together. Is it carved up, like, or is it? Yeah, just kinda no, like loose? no, it, no. It was like it was like he had someone do okay. that to his face. He's I've, from Miami, you know. They want to be the first. They like that being out there, being first with the new look. Maybe that'll be a new look in a couple of years, and we'll look back. Joe at this Dirt and be like, was Jimmy. the first. Okay, I've I've got some breaking news. Yeah, Markakis is rejoining the Braves. He's opted back in. I thought that was illegal, which I think everyone thought, but this is. David O'Brien, blue check, ATL. Well, if you if you have athletic. a, a reason, if you have a reason, I think you can opt back in. Um, so yeah, he's reinstated from the restricted list. Um, and a good comment on it by Amber Theo Harris, Emmy Award winning storyteller. So give her some love. She said, "Staying at home with half a dozen kids will do that to you." So Markakis, back back with the Braves. Does he have six kids? I'd assume so, question. otherwise it would be really out of place. Maybe he's just been living at a daycare. <laughs> just using his time at a daycare. He rented out his apartment to someone else, and then you're staying in the daycare underneath, and he's like, Nick this sucks. kids. All right, we got to get out of here. How long has this been, BBD? Hour and two. This has been nice and relaxing, and I really do appreciate everyone that called in. Yeah. Because that is a way for us to know what's going on in your brains and your fan bases, and sometimes you're going to give us answers and we're going to give you questions and, and, and vice versa. So we're going to keep the voicemail episode going. I don't think there's going to be themes. It's just call in, correct us, or ask us a question. Yeah, anything. Hit them with the number one more time, BBD. 917-426-2796. Wow. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. Three kids from Arcadius I've got. Three? It's not half a dozen. It counts.